every autobiography, every biography, somebody went through some shit and they dug themselves back out of that hole and they kept going. So yeah. victimhood is a stage in my opinion. And, and, this, and how that relates to this crazy world is this crazy world will victimize you. It will. People will come at you. People will say things. People will do things. People will steal. People will cheat. They will lie. They will break their word. This is going to happen somewhere along the line. If you put yourself out there enough, guaranteed. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're just going to get better at holding people accountable. You're going to get better at trusting your gut about who you're dealing with. You're going to get better at following your heart. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. It's a crazy world out there, my man. <laughs> crazy world. <laughs> And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to stay centered in a crazy world because, you know, everybody's got their own stuff going on. Um, the world, you know, culture, society, it's all going to push on you. It's all got its demands. People want what they want. Um, groups want what they want. There's societal expectations of who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to think the right thing to say or do or whatever. So, you know, this is what this talks about. It's about staying centered in a world that wants to push and pull and, and, and make you do certain things to fit in or to feel accepted or to feel liked or loved or whatever. And as an artist, you know, you said this actually before our talk, and I'm just going to say it yeah. for you, but it's as an artist, you're one foot in and one foot out at the same time. Yeah. And that was a good that was a good way for you to put it because you're one foot into this crazy world and you're one foot out of it. And you're one foot in it so you can experience and be a part of it and relate and, and I think uh, be in rapport with yes. people that are caught in it. But at the same time, you're one foot out. And I think that's what makes a person an artist. That they they can see it. And I think if you go to artists and you and you don't let yourself be one foot in this crazy world, you you know, you just get disconnected. No one can relate. You're too far out there. But if you're too much into this crazy world and you're not enough one foot out, you know, then you just get caught and wrapped into it all and you become it and you can't separate yourself from it. Yeah. And it can just take you like like a body of water, you know, like mm -hmm. a, like a current or a river. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting because like that when that came up, that that wasn't necessarily I wasn't thinking necessarily of this conversation specifically but it's it's really pertinent and and something that I just kind of realized within that conversation of like yeah this is kind of something that the artist does like what a real artist does and that's sort of the the challenge that's presented but there's some really great things and it's actually there's it's similar to a lot of an idea that I, I've come across in like a lot of sort of I think Buddhist or Eastern sort of concepts which is this idea of being in the world but not of the world and the artist is kind of like that's that whole straddling that that line of of being in sort of the world and society but also being out of it you you can't you have to occupy both of those spaces you have to have an understanding of both of those spaces because if you 
if you fall one side into too much of of that sort of societal uh, expectation and conditioning, you know, you're what you do, what you create is it's all going to be so derivative. It's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be cliche. It's going to be it's not going to say anything of importance. You know, it's always going to be playing it safe. On the other hand, if you if you're completely removed from it, you're not going to communicate to anybody. Nobody's going to understand what you're what you're saying, you know, and people may never understand what you're saying. Right. Like even though there might be some value that's in it, but it, it's you become you become less a person of the world. You become less uh, relatable. And yeah. and yeah, and then your work speaks to no one. And that's kind of defeats the purpose as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I think artists can make work for other artists when they get too far out of the too far to balance when mm-hmm. you just hang out with artists and all and, and everything's art and you're just defiant against culture and society and everybody and the way they do life you can get to the point where the only art that you're creating is for other artists yeah and really and a very select group of artists yeah <laughs> and some artists might appreciate that but that's really not what art is for it isn't to impress your colleagues mm-hmm. you know i went to a play uh this was a year ago or several months ago and um, a good friend of mine, very good actor, put up a play. And I went, I sat and watched this play. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought it was very entertaining, very fun. Great, great experience. Glad I went out to the theater. Went home happy and all that. I remember at the end of the play, um, I went up to all the cast members and I was just like, yeah, great job. Excellent, right? And he was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, And, and all he was talking about was he was just talking about whether other people in the industry would like it. And I was like, man, mm. it's entertaining. Like as an audience member, this is an enjoyable play. You like, this is a success. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, he, you know, he was talking about like, like was the acting good or, but it's like, honestly, man, n- none of that is relevant. Like, like what happened there was you put up a play that was actually a great theatrical experience like this is why we go to the theater like to mm-hmm. be entertained to to get caught up in a story like like and i'm a director and an actor and a screenwriter and i can sit back and kind of sit on my little horse and yeah yeah judge judge pick <laughs> things apart and you know oh this everybody is how, can i would have done it like this but sure you know, yeah <laughs> but I, I went to this and, you know, I, I went to this and I, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy a play. And it was very enjoyable. But what's interesting to me is that his biggest concern was really just impressing his colleagues. He, he mm-hmm. was kind of not really taking in the fact that, in my opinion, maybe he did. Yeah. But in my opinion, at least in that moment, he wasn't fully taking in the fact that he had put up a play that, um, you know, was a packed audience and everybody kind of walked out enjoying it. Um, but his, I think insecurities in my opinion of course were just that it was more about the acting it was more about like like was it good for an industry like mm-hmm. and i think that you know when you're when you're caught up in the film industry or 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 anything i sure it's the same in the music industry or anything but like it's it's so easy to make it all about doing the technique right and doing things that that your acting teacher or someone would approve of <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end yeah. of the day, if you're going to put up a play or you're going to make a song or you're going to make a painting, 
it's not about trying to impress all your colleagues. It's about actually having people in society and culture who aren't necessarily artists have some kind of enriched experience or entertaining them or doing something like yeah like i i feel like you can have a this is my point you can have a play that's done technically great all the acting is it's just exquisitely emotional and all of that right yeah yeah it's like someone could look at it and go bravo bravo you know so brilliant but like no one was entertained it was just like a bore you know yeah or you could have a play that was very entertaining, very like emotionally engaging and moving. And maybe technically it wasn't perfect. Maybe there were some mistakes. That's the play I'd rather see. I'd rather see the one that takes me on an experience. I don't care if your acting is perfect or you said the line with the right articulation. But if you yeah. take me on the experience, that's your that's your job. And I And I feel like this navigating this crazy world and staying centered in it is being centered enough to know that, okay, you are an artist and you have technique and you're working on that, but your job and part of what you're trying to do is to connect with society and culture, yeah, right? And to bring something to society and culture, ideally, if you can, and help move and change yeah. or shift you know, people's perspective and open up their lives and create something good for them, right? Yeah, I mean, that's arguably even more important when you are offering criticism, when you are on that that place of of I'm standing on the outside and I'm seeing something on the inside of it that is troubling. Yeah. Right? And and in your work you're you're drawing light to that. You're you're criticizing that. And it's in those moments that it's it's really important that you still have that foot planted with your community, with your society mm-hmm. because it really is that that's that's going to show you how to communicate it right like that's really what it's all about is how is this how are these people going to be allowed inside of this thing that you're seeing this thing that that you want to draw attention to you know in many ways that's all it is it's a matter of communication that's what staying connected to your society is all about so how so that people still understand you yeah you know that you're not completely off just doing your own thing because what's the point of that either yeah yeah totally i mean there's so many there's so many things that i've seen where it's been technically really good but they missed the point they missed the point on what what it's actually supposed to do and this is the thing you know it's a crazy world and you're trying to stay centered and i think that it's often from an artist's point of view is talking about not conforming being non-conformative and not getting too caught up in culture and standing out and being an individual or having your true authentic expression right from the artist perspective these are very important things that we're all trying to work on and develop Mm -hmm. but from say more like i'm just going to use this term for the time being but say like more like the common person right um you're not necessarily like you're not necessarily trying to be more out there you're you're walking through the world and you're trying to figure out how to navigate it and how to fit into it and how to work with it you Mm -hmm. know um artists kind of have the luxury of like when you take on that role of the artist you you take on the role a little bit of 
going against it all, you know, of, of being a little bit defiant, especially like maybe I'm biased, but it's because like the filmmaker side, like filmmakers are notoriously very much like teenagers, very <laughs> much defiant of society. Like, like you'll, you'll run into filmmakers, they're a certain breed, all of their own, but they tend to be, in my experience, very defiant. Like they have a vision like real filmmakers, like people who are real directors usually have a vision that's just so one of a kind and it's so defiant of everything that they're, they're willing to fight for it, you yeah. know? And it's this kind of, it's, it, and it's good, you know, but you have, that's why you have like producers and, and, and people who can kind of reel them back in to say like, okay, like, hey, like, let's make this grounded. Let's make this connectable to the audience because sure you have this vision and this idea you want. And sometimes it goes too far. You know, sometimes the, the director um, either loses everybody by taking it too far or the producers reel it in too much. And, you know, it, finding that balance of like, like how much can you, how much can you kind of straddle that where you kind of connect with everybody, but you still take them somewhere somewhere new mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i think that's that's essential um I, th I th i'm pretty sure that we're still on topic with this one it's like how to <laughs> you know in a in a crazy world right well i how to how to stay centered in a in a crazy world i feel like we're, we're kind of this is all related but we're kind of dancing dancing around this a little bit so well who says we're not crazy yeah no you know what i mean like it, 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 the, like everybody's a little bit crazy, right? Like everybody's a little bit, they're on their own plane of narrative. You know, everybody's yeah. got their own life. Um, everybody makes sense of things in their own way. We might do things similar, but we all are individual. Like, and here's another thing. I was listening to this, actually, Joe Rogan podcast, and I don't remember who the speaker was, but they were talking about how you know, there's certain insects and animals that will literally transform to their environment. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about this one grasshopper in like, I think it's Africa or something like that, where it will transform into the locust. It will actually change. It's like body will physically change yeah. and all that, right? I feel like this is like, uh, uh, like Brett Weinstein or something. He was a biologist. Could be Could honestly, be. I don't know who Brett. Yeah. I don't. I, I never saw him. I never saw or listened to his whole podcast. But right. I usually watch bits of a lot of the Joe Rogan. They are I, very long. Yeah, <laughs> but I enjoy them. Um, yeah. But I get I'll get highlight bits. And um, anyway, the, the one of the interesting things they got into is they got into split personality, and they were talking about how they were just venturing down this road. And I did a quite a bit of research on this because I studied psychology and. Um, one of the things I learned about split personality is um, there's also another thing called dissociative disorder, which is when you disassociate yourself from a certain environment. And usually people have split personality or dissociative uh, personality trait is that they were dealing with a very traumatic or difficult situation. So they disassociated themselves with it and they kind of went to their happy place. Some people will black out kind of like or bury a memory, never be able to remember it. Um, or they will literally like be in a, in a really um, traumatic experience and they will kind of go to their happy place. Well, some people, when they actually go to their happy place, will literally take on a whole other personality and it's their way of avoiding this pain that they experienced. Mm -hmm. um, and 
the interesting thing about it though is that we will take it kind of more from a basic level with your mom you're going to be a certain way with your friends you're going to be a certain way with um, an authority figure you're going to be a certain way so you have these roles that you'll play and you'll um, you know you'll do that dance Right. That is the societal dance. That is the cultural dance. Yeah. And we dance differently with different partners. And so we have different differences just in how we'll be with other people. Then, then we have differences in how we do everything from one person to the next. And then not only are we different with different people, but we're different in different cultures. Yeah. And there's all these differences. So, you know, I think part of staying centered is like, who are you in all these differences? You know, like, what is the what is the one thing tethering you together? Like, you still see yourself as the same person, right? You don't see yourself as changing. You don't see yourself as split personality, also, although some people theoretically split entirely, apparently. Mm-hmm. They're literally, like, physiological things will change about them, apparently. But what is the thing that's tethering you together? And I think that's part of, like, staying centered in a crazy world because it is crazy like you will literally adapt to whatever environment person relationship situation you need to and you might not be the same person so what is the thing that holds you together Mm -hmm. and what is the thing that's not going to just make you like a chameleon where you're you're simply just going to be at the whim of whatever you're dealing with or whomever you're dealing with yeah is that's kind of the point of this talk in my opinion yeah it's um you know, like, what are your own guiding principles that are, you know, the the things that are within your nature of being? You know, those are the things that we need to, to be in close contact and relationship with. Because those are the things that are going to keep us strong in, in the face of, of expectations, external expectations. Because we're going to be lumped with those our entire lives people are going to have a certain idea of how we're supposed to be how we're supposed to act all of these things and that's and and that's really crazy making you know like that that's oh yeah for like in a bizarre kind of way you know it's like we feel this pressure to that to conform to the things around us and it actually makes me think of a quote from krishnamurti where he said it is no sign of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. <laughs> yes. That's great. He said that? Yeah. I heard that before. I didn't realize it was him. I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah. Now he got me second guessing. Either but way, it's it's, either way, it's a great sentiment. Yeah. And a great piece of of yeah, just thought provoking wisdom. But it's it's when we are living under the expectations of whoever it is, but you know, we've all been born into some kind of society. There's no getting around that. You, if you're listening to this right now, you are in a society yeah. that has its own sets of, of rules and customs and expectations and, and pressures, you know, that, that you're supposed to live by. And they're all made up, you know, more or less. Some of them are based, some of them are sometimes based on some pretty good ideas. The problem is, is that ideas all start to break down at some point in time. Yeah. You know, like their ideas are are an abstraction that that come out of, you know, 
not nothing, but they can't answer every single circumstance and situation. And when we just try and live to these ideas and ideals all the time, it leaves us in a place where we're unable to respond to present moment situations. And that kind of stuff creates anxiety, it creates stress, it creates um, anger and and resentment and all kinds of stuff that just doesn't make us feel good. Yeah. And that's all, all the stuff together, that's crazy making. Yeah. You know, and but bizarrely, we feel that we need to conform to that so that we can stay sane. But it's not through that conforming to it that works against to our own nature, that works against our own um, our own calling, our own, you know, uh, what we feel, what we feel, yeah, like called to do. Those things can sometimes contradict with that. And so we end up going against our own nature. And that shit will drive you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you bring up something that's really valid is what is your nature? You know, what what is in your nature? You know, that you are not um that you are not exercising and expressing um there's a quote i really like it it's you had purpose long before anyone had an opinion mm. and i believe that was maya d'angelo who said that i i think i could be misquoting who yeah. said that because i read a lot of quotes but you had purpose long before anyone else had an opinion i, I really think that's really good because you know, the crazy makers are, are kind of the people who have an opinion of what your purpose should be. I mean, for anybody to tell you what your purpose is, for anybody to tell you what it should be or, or what your, it has to be. Or what your life is supposed to look like. Yeah, that's crazy making. That's crazy making. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know. And they don't and know. And they either. don't know. <laughs> they might think they know. And, and here's another thing. Here's a little humility check. You don't know either. So check yourself. You don't know. You know, people, they go through life, man. And, and, and I'm seeing this around a lot in, in my experience right now as people go through life, married for a very long time, all of a sudden, you know, relationship explodes. Something happens, something changes, people change. All of a sudden, everything you counted on, everything you think was what it was, you know, money can come and go. You know, maybe you based your life around money. Yeah. All of a sudden, boom, your whole world explodes. And there's an absurdity to it all, right? Like, there is an absurdity to this life where we convince ourselves that we can do things that will assure things, that mm -hmm. we can do things that will be forever or be yeah. till the end of the time that we live for or live through our life or through generations. And it's not really that way. You know, it comes and it goes and it shifts and it flows and it all can change. And, you know, when someone thinks they have it figured out, it might look like they have it figured out for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden it's like wake up call. You don't. So yeah. you got to be very, very careful about listening to anybody who says that they know the way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny that we call this the artist's yeah. way because I think at the bottom of the line, the thing that we discovered really is that everybody has their own way. Mm -hmm. And it's all about finding that. But the only way you're going to, and, and no one knows what it is for yeah. anybody, but that's the beauty of it. You get to find it in this life. Yeah. 
it's and yours it's yours to find and it's only yours yes and you, you know and it's, and it's important yeah. that we that we don't think of our own way as as, as the, the one way. as the way or yeah. for for somebody else like it's at best we can we can help somebody else to find their own yes you know and that's and really our, what this and finding our way can be an inspiration for someone to find their way yeah but it's not going to look the way same is not their way yeah and our way can only inspire their way yes and yeah. we and we shouldn't even hope or want for people to to go the same way as us right you know we shouldn't even want that because that would be a disservice to them right and it would be a disservice to us too right it's it's uh, uh, also it's a dishonoring of ourselves and somebody else when we when we put that kind of expectation it's like well this is what it's supposed to look like and i mean just to you know piggyback off of something that you were saying there is you know we've heard that story how many times do we need to hear that story of you know the the person who who kind of had it all you know the person who it doesn't mean you know crazy like fame and fortune but even just from the you know it's like had the 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 job and the family and the house and the you know like you had the stuff that you were expected to get by a certain period of time and yet there's still there's still this sense of emptiness there's a sense of wanting there's this you know and and it often transforms into yeah like a, a major crisis of mm -hmm. some kind you know a marriage ends now a job is lost now and it throws our our lives as we knew it into chaos and then on the other side of it there's this realization you know it's like wow i was i was going after things that i really didn't care about you know and and suddenly there's this new sense renewed sense of purpose and, and connection because the person was never really truly listening to their nature, yeah. their own nature. They were listening to the expectations that people were putting on them or that our society puts on us, right? And it, I don't know, it never goes away. Like I find that, you know, as I get older, you know, I find myself bat, like suddenly confronting new expectations of, of what my life is supposed to look like, where I'm supposed to be at this point and, and, you know what other people might think of me and that's like it's an interesting thing to be aware of and and to confront it because those are all like you're saying opinions you know opinions that have just been made up invented about how your life is supposed to look and there's no there's no real logic behind any of it necessarily i mean like i understand it i understand where this stuff comes from because and i feel like we've been dancing around this a little bit <laughs> but like you were saying that we it gives us this sort of sense of of that there's something that that that's lasting some sort of sense of of keeping something but the reality is that each and every single one of us are inevitably uncontrollably hurtling towards this thing called death <laughs> there's no avoiding it 
right? But that's exactly what a lot of these things are trying to do. It's yeah. trying to create this illusion that we're avoiding it on some level. Just just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Get your house, get your, you know, get, yeah. get all of this stuff and just yeah. keep yourself busy and don't think about this thing that you, that that is coming. Right. Right? But really and again I'll I'll bring up uh, I'll bring up my man Krishnamurti right now. You know, like he has this idea and he's not the only one, but it's like, it's like, bring death right here, right now. Don't push it away. Don't push it off to some later future date. Like, learn how to die right now mm-hmm. to everything that's come before. Yeah. You know, because we are constantly in this process of of living and dying. You know, like our we have cells in our body that are dying every single second. You know, there are moments in our lives that... They, they come and go that it, our breath, you know, in and out. It, it's it's a process. These are all processes of of living and dying continually over and over and over again. And it's this resistance to that. It's this trying for that to not happen that that makes us do things and fall into these expectations and these crazy world ideas because it, it, out of some sense of safety, but inevitably it prevents us from really fully living. Mm-hmm. It prevents us from fully living what is in our true nature. Yeah. It's that a, was a bit of a rabbit hole. I know I just went there, but <laughs> you went there. I felt like it had to be done. It was good. It was good. It's an illusion. It's a, it's an illusion to push death away and pretend you're not going to die. It's an illusion. It's, it's a comforting illusion. And, uh, you know, we, we play it. I had a friend, uh, a very close friend of mine when I was in college, university, and, you know, I was 21. He was 23 or he was 24. I think he's 24. But he and I were creating a show together. I've shared this story before. I'll share it again because it's relevant. But he had just graduated. He had got his degree from university. He just got accepted into film school. Um, I had gone out and I had made a few films. Uh, my film career was kind of beginning to blossom. It was just beginning to like start to become something. He was kind of waiting until he got to film school and he was going to learn some things and then he was going to really express. But we had a show that we were kind of doing and I was much more of the kind of person at the time who was a little bit like, because I was so like, um, I'm going to fill in a little backstory. I feel like this is relevant. My father was extremely against me being a filmmaker. Just thought I would end up destitute and on the street and like broke. Which, you know what? <laughs> I get it. I get where he was coming from. You know what I mean? Listen, it came, I came close. But um, <laughs> that didn't bother me. I was not, you know, it was still worth it. But for me, being a filmmaker was not supported. It wasn't encouraged. It was nothing. So for me... I was kind of like at this point in my life where I'm like, I just have to do this. Cause if I don't do this, like if I don't take the reins and try to do this, like nobody's helping me. Like, um, and, uh, you know, he was very like much like sabotaging my career even like he was just really adamantly against it. So I had gone out and I was making my shows and doing some little things and you know, whatever, getting a little bit of traction and my friend, um, you know, he had kind of, kind of become my partner in crime like he was he was helping me but I was definitely the front man kind of pushing things 
but he was going to go to film school. He was going to do the traditional method. He was going to get a full education in university, go to film school, get a proper film education. Then he was going to set himself up, make his films. Well, I'm 21. He's 24. We, we, we just had our birthdays. So I can't remember where they're two or three years apart. I, I just don't remember at this moment. But I get a call. This is a month after. And my friend was like, you hear what happened? And I'm like, what? And he's like, he's dead. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He, he got hit by a car. He's T-boned at an intersection. They were just driving through and truck hit their car and both dead. Him and this girl. And I was devastated. I, I remember for like 15 minutes just sitting there like absolutely stunned about the information. And then all of a sudden like I started breaking down and the next month or so I was walking around in my life just in the days and I just remember going holy hell like this can all just end like this could all just be over and you know he never even got to do what he wanted to do like he 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 was like doing this and then doing that and then doing this to like finally get to the mm -hmm. point I'm like fuck it man I'm just like fuck it like let's just do it and I I literally drove down to LA with my friend we knew nobody we just drove down and we hung out for three weeks and made some connections and did some stuff and you know and and then uh you know and and then i just started pushing mm -hmm. and i you know and look i'm not gonna say that my film career blossomed into some amazing thing because in my opinion of what i wanted at the time and what i thought it was going to be at least at this point it didn't necessarily work out that way but i do not regret one breath of that those were some of the best times of my life. They were the most true, the most honest, the most real moments of my life because when I was down there in LA and I had driven down there, like, you know, not even having enough money to figure out where I was going to stay. And I was staying in a motel on like Hollywood Boulevard, you know, just trying to, trying to do something. I was living my life, man. Mm -hmm. I was there and I was with me and I, we were doing it. Like, and I think back to that moment, I'm so proud of myself, you know, because it, I was riding on, on fumes of hope, you know, mm -hmm. and just idealism and, and whatever. But sometimes that's what you got to do. And like, by the way, when I was 21, I went down there with my, my friend. The day before I went down, now I just want to explain the kind of relationship I have with my father. I'm going to share this story because I don't know if I actually shared this story in full. This is really, this is how crazy life is, okay? My parents, when they got married, were just high school sweethearts or whatever. They got married out of high school. They were just average kids, you know, didn't really have much money. Uh, my dad was a logger, whatever. Eventually, when I was born... They got into real estate. My dad struggled for the first few years and then he's hung in there and then he made a lot of money. And by the time I was about 14 years old, they'd become millionaires. We had built a two and a half million dollar house. My dad designed it with the architect, was living in an 8,000 square foot house with three backyards. And when I was, uh, and this is the long and the short story, but um, when I was about 14, 14 and a half, we lost it all. We lost everything. We had to give up the house. Both my parents had declared bankruptcy. My dad declared bankruptcy, couldn't buy anything, couldn't buy any real estate. He was a real estate agent and a real estate developer, very much mm -hmm. limited him. He asked me if I would buy a house 
take 10 grand of my money, put it into a house, my brother. I did that. I did that for him. I let him do it. Well, before I was going down to LA, he got me to sign off of the house. And I just thought it would be easier because I wasn't going to be around so he could deal with it and whatever. Well, when he signed off the house, he cut me out of the deal. And he gave me, he said, I'm, when I was going down to LA, he called me up like a day before and he said, um, you know, you, I'm, you're not doing this. I'm going to give you two grand. You can figure out what you're going to do. Meanwhile, I had loaned him 10 grand to build this house. We had flipped three houses. We had made $150,000 and he was going to give me two grand. Yeah. Out of the 10 grand that I had, first of all, put down to help him get out of his fucking uh, is fucking bankruptcy, okay? Yeah. Now, I'm there and I'm on the call with them and I say, you know what? Fuck you. You've done this my whole life. You're trying to control me. Absolutely not. I'm going to LA. You can figure it out. I hung up the phone. I didn't have any money. I didn't have him. Nothing. And I went and I drove down to LA and I did my, I did my life. And I didn't have his support. And we didn't talk for about three to five years, somewhere in there, uh, four years maybe. We didn't talk even at all. Yeah. And he didn't give me a penny and I and and I just let it go. And I said, whatever, you know what? Like the thing is is you just do not know. And and my my point is that there's there's these moments in life where it's fucking crazy. That's crazy. And you could go and you could say, Okay, you know what, I won't pursue my dream, I won't do this thing. You can I will buckle under the pressure that you're putting on me, or you can say, Fuck that. And go against society and go against everything. And there's these pivotal moments in your life. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this. Yes, there was hardship and hardship and difficult times in my 20s. But I loved my 20s. Because in my 20s, there's one thing that was, that was absolutely undeniably true. And I will say this to my dying day. I was so true to my heart and my gut. I just would not bend on the fact that I was going to be a filmmaker. I was going to go out and I was going to do it. And like, if I never make another film after this, I don't even care, man, because I went and I did that part of my life. And I'm never going to look back and wonder and, and think, oh, if only, you know. And the thing is, is I remember in my 20s, and this is a, you know, as a long story there, but I remember being in my 20s and I just remember going like, if I die today, I'm going to die a happy man. It's okay because I'm living, right? And I just, and I would, and, I, and then there's many days where I had that moment. And I just knew that I was doing it. And, you know, you, you get a little older and then you start thinking, oh, man, maybe I should have made different choices. Maybe I should have been more responsible. But now, you know, as, as I'm reminded, you know, I, I see it, people's lives imploding, exploding, trying to do it right. And all of a sudden things are spinning out of control. And I'm like, no, man, you did it right. You're doing it right. Stay the course, your course. You don't know. You just don't know, guys. Like, any of us could just die at any moment. We just don't know. Yeah. But if you can be in the moment of death, I think, and be like, I'm living up to this point my full life, you've won. You've won every day. Yeah. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I know yeah. that's a long story, no, but no, I feel no, no, like no. it demonstrates I, the point that I'm ultimately trying to make. Yeah, and, no, and you I, kinda... I think you I think you brought it around <laughs> I think you brought it around really, really nicely with the with the story and, and the point. You know, what what you're saying what's really shown me is that uh and in many ways sort of like our last you know kind of couple of podcasts that we've done i i feel like there's been a relationship between a lot yeah. of them there there usually is um but f- 
what I'm I'm realizing is that with the sort of the where we began with the show with this title and this you know staying centered in you know a crazy world it's like that center you know what is that center for you in that story that center was this is my dream and nothing is going to stop me in pursuing it giving it a shot mm -hmm. despite all of the unknowns despite there's there's no guarantees there's no you know, there's not necessarily a pot of gold waiting for you at the end, so to speak, right? But there's something deeper. There's something more, you know, it's these invisibles, you know, these things that don't have any kind of material substance to them. But it's it's these invisibles that 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 when we listen to them, those invisibles of our nature, to go back to that, that are these guiding principles for us that say it's like it doesn't matter what happens out here i am doing this because this is this has far greater value than anything that anyone could could offer me and it's that thing or those things those guiding principles of your nature it are it is those things that keep you sane mm. <laughs> in a crazy world yeah because that's what you that's what you are anchored to you know like there's no matter what happens you can be at peace with yourself knowing that you lived by this you know and that's not uh and that's not based on on anything anyone else has said this is reminding me a little bit of uh i think it was our our podcast that we did on discipline which was a really great one i really liked that one um because we talked that has a relationship to this we talked a lot about how you know for a lot of us discipline is kind of this word that makes us like cringe and feel and feel all kinds of guilt and shame about ourselves you know because we feel we're not you know disciplined people and part of what was interesting about that one that I ended up walking away with was that, you know, discipline is an upholder of what is truly of value to us. Part of the big problem with discipline is that we're so busy trying to live by other people's disciplines, right? Yeah. By like how other people choose to discipline themselves. Yes. Right. And, and that's where we get all, you know, shitty about the whole situation where we feel bad about it because it's all full of these shoulds oh i should be doing this i should be doing that as opposed to living by our own discipline which is our own path mm -hmm. like we were saying earlier on it's it's not about walking the 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 path that somebody else did it's it's yours mm -hmm. you know you should never try to be walking someone else's path you can be inspired by what someone else has done yeah you know, and it may take you along some of the same things, but it's still going to be yours. Yes. You know, it's never going to be exactly the same as, as how it was for somebody else. And I don't, I don't know, this was just something that, that came to my mind in, in this whole thing of, of it's, it's these guiding principles. It's, it's these, the, the disciplines that, that we have for ourselves that, that uphold who we are 
what is our nature in the world and living and expressing that as fully as we can, as, as open-heartedly as we can. And it's those things that, that keep us centered mm-hmm. in, in any kind of craziness that's happening around us. A lot of our talks recently have been, you know, we've been talking about this, like your, your battlegrounds and your principles, and we've been talking a lot about all and your stuff. boundaries and your, your boundaries, <laughs> yeah. And they all really are coming back down to the same point. I mean, I think you and I are both kind of in a period of our lives where we're really, we are both really learning how to be truly centered as artists. You know, it's, I think there's a, I was thinking about this earlier. It's kind of like when you're younger, you have a, well, at least I did. And I, I noticed this with a lot of young people. There's like a, uh, it's, it's this kind of passion and this just innocence to it all, this naivety about going for it. And you don't mm-hmm. really know the dangers and the consequences, which are part of what push you so fearlessly through it all. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little bit older and then you start to realize the consequences. And sometimes you get a little taste of how real they are. And you start to go, ooh, okay, I know what people are talking about. You know, I, yeah. I get a little, and, and that's that point where, you know, you can walk away and you don't, you don't have to go any further down that road if you don't want to. But uh, for those who hang in there, they, they have to overcome some stuff. They have to start going, okay, like we got to start figuring out some things here because there's uh, not as many safety nets as there are. And I'm realizing that there's a lot more dangers out there than I once realized and, you know, so forth. Um, you know, I would say as you get older, you start to realize a little bit, this is my experience maybe, but how much more crazy the world is than you first realized when you were younger. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was a lot about, I don't know, Disney movies and shit. I just, I'm like, yeah, people are good. Things are wonderful. Things work out, you know. But then as you get a bit older, you start to realize, nah, some people are pretty fucked up. And uh, some people are dangerous and they have bad intent. And um, they're a lot closer to home than you might think sometimes. Uh, sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're family, sometimes they're colleagues. And, you know, you're, you start to go, okay, well, navigating these waters is a lot more uh, dangerous than I once realized. Whereas you were swimming in shark infested waters before, but you didn't know there were sharks. So you just swam, la da 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 da, and everything's so lovely. And I think there's a certain point where sometimes you want to go back. You know, you want to go back to the point before you knew there were sharks. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, you're grateful that you know they're sharks because now you're better prepared. But now that you know they're sharks, you're more scared. <laughs> and so you yeah. kind of have to figure it out, right? But this is the thing. I, the, the, staying centered in a crazy world is kind of like also not fearing the crazy of this world. You know, yeah. even a shark is not out to get you. It's not really out to get you. That's not really the intent. Like a wild animal is not there Mm-hmm. solely to hunt you down like a horror movie but the circumstances will put a predator or something like that and you in a position of confrontation so as you get older you can begin to position yourself in a in a better place so you're not put in those types of confrontations so you're not put in those dangerous spots and becoming aware just means you're more mindful and safer and I think there is definitely um, 
there's definitely sometimes a pull for us to want to go back to ignorance and want to go back to innocence. But part of being an artist, I think, is venturing into losing your innocence, losing your ignorance, and venturing into this dangerous world to be able to come back to tell those tales, to, to come back experienced and knowledgeable as a kind of philosopher and a kind yeah. of warrior for everybody to benefit from. And that's part of your job. And yeah. so you have to really, there's a lot of self-work that's involved. Yeah, it's about like kind of being able to still come come back at at, at the world and life with a, with a kind of childlike energy and innocence, you know, to, to still have gone through something, to have learned to be wiser, but to to be still undeterred yes in in following what you're 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 calling yeah you know and and that's challenge you know that, that's and that's maybe a, a conversation for a for another podcast is like keeping that sort of childlike you know can um, i just say like staying centered in that after you've experienced a crazy world can be very difficult you know absolutely you, you can get you can get uh what's the word where you get um jaded or you know yeah you yeah get, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you start to lose that, right? And I think as all as artists, we all get a little jaded, and 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 it's part of our job to get over that and recapture what brought us into this in the first place, which is our center. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I remember in in high school, I had this uh, one of my favorite teachers of of all time. What's up, Shivi? Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about at all it's not important but uh i made the comment which is something that people say all the time and go well innocent ignorance is bliss right ignorance is bliss and then i just remember him like very sincerely going is it (laughs) and i just went uh because suddenly like i hadn't really challenged it's like yeah 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 ignorance is bliss well and but I, it's it was such a great question to pose to a to a young mind at the time. Yeah, you know because it's like yeah, it's sometimes we long for this this place where you know we because there was um, maybe a sense of lightness that we had at a certain period of time. But I mean to to give up wisdom, to give up valuable learning experiences. But yeah, it's the the trick is not becoming jaded by what has happened you know and i think that there is actually a way for us to go and and to have these uh you know these challenging experiences that that shift how we how we see the world how we how we do things in the world but to be able to come back from that like you were saying and still maintain that that childlike wonder in our pursuits but now it's not coming from a place of of ignorance but it's coming from a place of i understand that there are risks i understand that there are pitfalls but i am going to do this anyways because this is still my guiding principle Mm -hmm. and it can make us stronger in that, you know, like there's, there's a, there's a path where we can, where it makes us, where we are still not 
provoked by by fear in our in our action but we are we're just more intelligent about how we're doing it but we also see the importance of of i think this is really what i'm trying to say those experiences when we see them i think in a correct light show us just how important it is that we stay on the same path that we stay the course it's like, yeah, that kind of went a certain way and that was, a, that was hard. But what is my alternative? Mm-hmm. You know, what is my, it, it, it can make us even more, uh, more passionate and ferocious warriors on our path, you know, as opposed to fleeing mm-hmm. and deciding, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk the path that somebody else wants me to do. Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's an even more terrifying risk i think especially for for someone who's living by a by a, the philosophy of an artist i all i know is that you know when you don't follow your heart and you don't follow your gut when you are willing to bend on those things people can control you mm-hmm. that's all i know i don't know much you know i i i i have my opinions i have my passions but i can tell you this in my experience if my dad gave me one gift he taught me that, you know, that I had to have extremely strong principles and I had to follow my heart and my gut. Otherwise, people could control me in the world. And, you know, say what you will about him. Have what, have your opinions of him that you will. He's not perfect. I still love him. Um, in spite of all that, I, uh, you know, I'm not even angry about it anymore. I mean, maybe I spoke with a little bit of like anger in that moment because i was going back to that moment like fuck you you know but but like honestly now like i'm i'm so past that but you know in his roundabout way through his own life and his own experience i have no judgment but he in his own way might have been trying to service his ego to some degree but he was also trying to protect me i know to some degree he was trying to protect me yeah and he did in some ways teach me the strength to be able to be the kind of person that will go his own way. And, you know, anybody who has crossed my path, they know this about me. Like, I am very much that way. And, you know, that is one of those things where as painful as a lesson as that is, the fact that he had to play that role in my life to teach me that lesson, I don't know what this is all about. I don't know if, if, you know, and I'm going to go down a little bit of a crazy rabbit hole here just for fun. <laughs> if I'm just a spirit who came to this life to, to learn something, to, to transform something, to, to get something out of this, maybe he was just a role that was an important part of my spirit awakening to something. And as far as I know, I still have the rest of today and I still have the rest of my life, whatever that is to express whatever it is that I've been granted to this point. And I can tell you this, victimhood is a stage. And as a stage, you can sit in it for the rest of your life or you can move past it. And there was a moment where I was a victim. And now I'm not a victim. I'm a champion of it. And the only way I look at it is, is great. This is a great gift. He gave me the gift of learning to follow my heart unapologetically and full out mm-hmm. to, to, to the nth of what I know is possible. And I can say this about me. Challenge me on my heart. 
Try and put money up against me. Try and put anything up against me. You will not break me because I know. Because that wasn't just money, man. That was love. That was my fucking father and a son who didn't feel loved. And in that moment, I had to say, no, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to go my own way without the money, without the support, without the encouragement, without the love. And it was fucking heartbreaking. It broke my fucking heart at the time, but it mended back stronger. So all I can say is that if anybody's in a victim moment, this is a stage of your life and you can sit in that and you can die in it and it can be your ditch or you can dig yourself out of that fucking thing, get up and start moving and thank that ditch that you were in and go, look, this is what I was given, you know, and, and look, the best people in the world always do that. Look at every history, like every autobiography, every biography. Somebody went through some shit and they dug themselves back out of that hole and they kept going. So yeah. victimhood is a stage in my opinion. And, and, this, and how that relates to this crazy world is this crazy world will victimize you. It will. People will come at you. People will say things. People will do things. People will steal. People will cheat. They will lie. They will break their word. This is going to happen somewhere along the line. If you put yourself out there enough, guaranteed. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're just going to get better at holding people accountable. You're going to get better at trusting your gut about who you're dealing with. You're going to get better at following your heart. Or you're going to die in your ditch of victimhood. You get that choice all the time. And I, I come back to that constantly. This is just another moment where I'm going, well, hammer the point home, Brandon. Because that's mm-hmm. what I truly believe. And I mean, and the thing is too, is that... <laughs> On the flip side of it is like you can you can die in your in your ditch of of what you uphold too. Oh sure. But it's like, but which one do you want to die in? Yes. You know, like do you want to die in in a ditch of of victimhood, or do you want to die in a ditch of like you know what I I I've stood for for what I stood for. Yeah. And I take nothing back. Right. Like that's to me a much better ditch to die in. I agree. And you know what? Either way, it's kind of a ditch anyway. But like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be glorious. You know, like but that like that guiding sort of your guiding nature, your guiding principle, like it's like that's in many ways the the ditch is is kind of uh, an apt metaphor for that exact thing, because it really is just like what is the ditch you're willing to die in? What is the thing that like, you know, you're willing to like compromise on all sorts of other things, you know, because they're not that important and you don't care truly all that much. But where's that spot where someone or something or whatever it is, is pushing you, trying to control you, trying to make you something other than what you are? At what point do you say, no, no, you know what? It doesn't even matter what happens to me at this point it doesn't matter what happens to me because i'm not moving from this place i will not compromise on this i will not i will not lie about this i cannot lie about this and who i am and and what i'm doing this is where i make my stand and And that's and and no no matter what happens, no matter what the result, maybe I eat shit real bad, but you know what? I say, fuck it. I'm happy to eat that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Quoted, quoted. Or, you know, I, or, 
or you 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 come out on top of it yeah right that's that either but that that's the thing though it's it it's not about that it's not about win or lose right because actually there is no lose that's the whole point is that no matter what i don't lose in this situation because either either i win upholding my principles or i die upholding my principle i die upholding that and in many ways that's more powerful yeah you know like the like our our the most sort of immortal names in our history are not necessarily the the great conquerors you know like the great like sort of warlords and whatever yeah they have their their place in the history books but the 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 people that that we most uh, cite and refer to and inspire us as people are people who who died for something uh, in truly incredible mm-hmm. something truly human you know that was that was beyond conquest that was beyond territory and material it was it was guiding principles mm-hmm. you know the these are are the are the people who who showed us really what that was all about. That's so much what this talk is about. It's about having principles in a world that wants to push you around and, and, and do stuff. It's, you know, staying centered. This is the thing. I, I think what this conversation is really opening up is it's opening up the concept of what is your center? What is the thing that that tethers you from one moment of your life to the next you know what is it i mean for me it wasn't necessarily i wouldn't say i I think it's a confusion to think it's like to be a filmmaker or something or maybe at one point you could call it like to pursue my dream i wouldn't say it's necessarily the same thing now but it's like this to 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 explore my passion to explore this curiosity, to explore this thing inside of me, this burning desire. I would call it to explore this burning desire. Mm-hmm. Is like if there's one thing that tethers me in this life is that I I seem to from one moment to the next, I don't drop that one thing which is to explore this burning desire. Just explore it. Like I don't care what comes of it. I don't, you know, I mean there is this part of me that's like I really hope it works out but you know I'm not gonna lie about that but but it's still enough to make me go down roads that most people wouldn't go down because I'm not I'm not fixated on the result I'm fixated on the experience and the importance of my life expression in it and I would say that that's probably what centers people in my experience I don't know if this is true for you guys I'm throwing this out there as my experience I think what might help you find your center is like if this moment, like in this moment, like what you express is important enough for you not to bend, you will do it, you know, and if you Mm -hmm. can continue to honor that, I think you will get good results. Good things happen from that. Wonderful things occur. Um, It's also very polarizing. It will push the people out of your life that you that are the crazy makers and it will pull the people in that are the ones who can get behind that and can help you mm-hmm. and assist it. But, you know, th- that's part of the challenge in this life is like so many people think they know the way. Yeah. So many people. 
and sometimes it's our parents and sometimes it's our friends and sometimes it's our brothers and sisters and you know sometimes it's our enemies mm-hmm. but people think they know the way and you just have to remind yourself that nobody knows the way and the only way is the one you're discovering and the only way you're going to discover it in my opinion is through your heart and your gut mm-hmm. whatever that is for you i think you can relate to that so listen to that because i think that that is the thing that's going to keep you away from getting pulled into the craziness of all this right but at the same time you got to participate in society and culture and all that or you don't but if you want to participate in it and you want the benefits of it you got to participate it to some degree yeah but at the same time while you're in it maybe practice stepping outside of it and looking at yourself in it like almost like you're looking at yourself in the matrix and going Mm -hmm. okay this is the matrix and i can see that this is how the system works so i'm playing the system because i know this is the system but at the same time you're like i'm just doing this like i'm just playing a part because this is what i need to do right now Mm -hmm. because if i don't then people will be like you're acting too weird you're acting too crazy (laughs) yeah and it's simply about meeting people in rapport and, and socializing but sometimes you know, you, you might recognize that the people around you are acting nutty, but you're going, okay, that's fine. I'll play this with you. I'll play this game. It's role play. But then when we're done and I'm going home or I'm on my own, I'm going to step out of it and I'm not going to be in it anymore. I'm not going to take it with me. But for the time being, you know, if everybody's partying and drinking and I want to participate, well, I'll party and drink with you. But I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to, like if you, if you can recognize that that's a game, then you don't have to get caught into the crazy. You can still, mm-hmm. that's the thing about crazy. It's a game. You can play it and you can step out of it. But if, yeah. you, if you get lost in it and you forget you're in it, all of a sudden you become a crazy. Yeah, when you, when you, when you stop, when you, when you no longer realize that it's, that it's a game, you know, when you start taking it as Too seriously. Being, yeah, when you take it seriously, like yeah. this is, this shit's real, you know, and it's like, it's not. <laughs> No, none of it is. You can choose to. It's a game, and you can choose to play whatever part of it that you want to. But yeah, not losing sight of what it actually is. Yeah, it's a game. You can also leave at any time. You know, if you want to. But a lot of the time, we don't want to because the game gives us certain benefits. You know, we want to. We we get yeah. addicted to the game. You know, we get addicted to the hit of the game. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it's like, it's like just as as like sort of like an example you know there there are groups of of people who you know they really love to gossip you know they really love to to talk about you know people in their lives and and just you know what's happening with them and and all that kind of shit you know like that's but it's interesting because when you listen to people have a conversation like that, you know, even if you just overhear something, people talking about other people, (laughs) it's, there's this way that they're talking about it where it's just, it's so serious, you know, it's just like, Oh my God, you know, it's like these people are living for this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for, for me, someone like myself, I'm just like, I'm just so not interested in being, being a part of that right because like but it's a game like it's a it's a completely meaningless thing to do 
right? Like I'm, and I'm using gossiping because I feel like there's, it's just so obviously a pointless and meaningless exercise, mm -hmm. right? But people get so invested into it, right? And it's not a game that I choose to play. And I used to, used to have friend groups where, you know, that kind of shit used to happen all the time. And I just, I, I just disliked it so much. So I removed myself from that game because it didn't feel good to play that game. Mm. You know, like, so it's, that's just one little thing, one little example. There's yep. so, yeah, there's so many, but it's a good one. Yeah. I, like it. I, I mean, I feel like we should, we've kind of run this course. So we run it. I think we've run it enough. Well, let's, let's mention the beer. Yeah. And then we'll wrap this. Baby. I, what, what did you think about this one? I actually enjoyed it. Um, you were right. It was, it, it wasn't a bit of an experience. It, it's, you know, it's very flavorful, but I, I enjoyed it. It was, um, it's unique, but it's enjoyable. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, and again, we're not, uh, we're not sponsored, uh, by these people in, in any way. We just, uh, have a tradition of the conversation started over beers and and so we just continue to have have a beer and and record it so uh, this is from dead frog brewery in langley british columbia and this is their limited edition mandarin orange kettle sour mm. so i'm i i'm sometimes not i'm, I'm a little weary of of sours but I don't know. When I saw this one, it looked like it could be it could be pretty good, and also I'm actually surprised it's a sour because usually I don't like them, and this one was pretty good. I think because the sour is tame enough. Yeah, um, you can definitely taste the mandarin. Yeah, no, definitely, and and I thought it's like it's kind of around the holidays, so yeah. a little like the mandarin orange that had some appeal to it. So, uh, yeah, it's I've I've been I've been enjoying it. It's been good. It's yeah, it's been, good. been nice. It's definitely spurred on a talk. Definitely. Okay, so. Let's do this. What did we get? What did we learn? We're on this, uh, we're definitely on this path right now of holding your ground and staying centered and, um, you know, drawing your lines and figuring out where you are within it. Like that's a big, if you listen to the last several talks we've had, that's been so much about what it's about. Yeah. With this particular one, let me, let me wrap up first and then you can finish it off okay. here. Okay. I would say that, you know, in my life personally, things are a little crazy. They've been a little crazy right now, but they've been crazy this whole year. This has been a crazy fucking year. It's been a whole lot of crazy makers and um, a lot of pressures and a lot of um, interesting and wild things have occurred. So for me, this, this one is so much about, you know, I think when the world gets crazy enough, you start to go, maybe, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you guys. Like maybe you're the ones that are crazy and I'm the one that's actually got my shit figured out. And that's kind of what I've started to come to in my life is, um, I'm not saying that I have everything worked out, but what I would say is that there are certain guiding principles in my life that have kept me on on a true course and what i've come to at this point and it's kind of wonderful that it's all at the end of the year it's all this nice little wrap up with a nice little bow which is this kind of i know what 
what matters to me. I know where I, where I need to be guided from. So no matter what's going on for me, I'm, I'm very connected to that. And I would say, I would really say it is much along those lines of, of pursuing the experience of my burning passion, whatever, my burning desire. It's just pursuing the experience of my burning desire. And that's the best way I can put it. And I didn't think about that. I just came up with that in the moment based on this talk. And so all I would say is that, you know, if you start looking at your life and you start looking at what's important to you and what has been important to you and what you followed or not followed, and you'll know when you didn't follow something that was good and you'll know when you did and start to try to deduct maybe like, what is that for you? What's keeping, what is that thing? And you articulate it in your own way. And I think that will be your way. But that's your center, you know. That's something at least that's a piece of your center that you can you can kind of hang on to. And when the world gets a little crazy around you, maybe trust the fact that that thing is actually where you need to be. That's your line. That's your that's your core. That's your center. And you got to keep your core full, and you gotta you gotta keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is the world's gonna be crazy. All sorts of different pressures and different demands and different things are gonna happen. Age is going to bring on different things for you, all that. But try to figure out what's the thing that you can kind of keep coming back to, your touchstone, your touchback, the thing that you can you can go, okay, well, as long as I do this, I'm kind of on my path. And I think that will help you. And it will help you as, as one little thing, as one little tool in your belt to kind of keep you on track, whatever mm-hmm. your track is. And there is no right track. There's no right way. It's your way. And I'm very excited to see where that leads you if, if you ever come back and share that with us. But I really do believe this is one of those talks that is going to land with somebody and they're going to come back and go, you know, there was that talk or, you know, maybe it wasn't this talk, maybe it was a different one, but there was a talk and it, it just got me right back to center. And that's what I hope for every conversation. Because in some ways, deep down, I'm speaking to myself at 16 going, man, I hope this helps you. Yeah. So if someone's out there who's like me, there you go. Well, I mean, sometimes in these conversations, Brandon, I'm speaking to myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, I'm saying things that I need to hear for myself, sure, you know, yeah. and, and reminding myself of some some important things. And yeah, you know what? This it seems interesting that it. I feel like this is something that I actually know uh, should be quite familiar with <laughs> to a certain degree because, you know, whenever I'm feeling really squirrely whenever I'm feeling at my most anxious and and stressed out it's because I am not I am not connected with or or listening or remembering the things that are the most important to me that that are truly the most important to me and that that as we we've been saying as we sort of coined this thing this guiding the guiding principle or or our core nature you know, where that wants to take us. We're not listening to what that thing is and what that thing wants us to do, you know, because what that thing is, is bigger, is so much bigger than, than, well, I, I want to make films or I want to paint pictures or make music or have a family or build a business or, you know, this, this is all artistry. Life is, 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 artistry that's what we're here to talk about you know because it's so much 
bigger than that. What you do is an expression of that guiding principle. You know, like it comes out of that thing. And that thing is going to be what what keeps us from getting sucked into the craziness, you know, and all that comes that comes with it is you bring ourselves back to that place. Whoa, what what am I really here for? What is my what is my fire in this world? And I want to just this is an exercise that I do in workshops and, and with classes and it was a profound thing for me when I first did this and and I still find it to just be incredibly powerful but I want you to take out a piece of paper when you get an opportunity and ask yourself what do you really want right write that at the top of the page what do I really want I want you to answer that question try not to think about it too much just answer that question. What do I really want? Answer it in a couple of sentences. Now I want you to look at what those two sentences are. Why that? Answer that question. Why that? Again, another sentence, couple of sentences. Once you have that down, why that? answer that keep asking why that why that why that until you cannot go any further until you in your bones and in your heart you're you're just like because 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 this is all i want bring yourself to that point and you'll have an idea of what that guiding thing is for you. What is the most important thing for you in your life? Really do this. Really do this. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't skip this. Really bring yourself to that place. And you will be so grateful that you did. Because everything that you do in life and everything that you've been doing in your life, you'll discover, comes from this place. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.